So obviously the Sixers are still in the midst of a tough stretch without Joel Embiid here on this road trip, but there has been a lot of focus on Tobias Harris. Sixers fans seem to be split on whether he is being efficient or not. Today we'll discuss that, talk about some things upcoming in tonight's Sixers-Kings game, and a whole lot more. Let's go. Perfect. Perfect. What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome back on into the show. Like always, if you do enjoy this content, feel free to drop a like on the video. Tremendously helps out the channel. Subscribe if you're new and hit the bell so you get all the notifications whenever we drop content or go live. I don't know if we'll be live tonight because um, this Sixers-Kings game is going to be a doozy. It's going to be a doozy. Why? We start off with, once again, I feel like every single podcast disappointing news that is right let's hop right into it before we talk about Tobias and all that tonight's injury report as of about 4 30 p.m eastern standard time maybe some things will change probably not but the Sixers tonight not only will Joel Embiid remain out as he is still in protocols but Tobias Harris our focal point today is also going to be out with some hip tightness Danny Green remains out so um you know it's going to be another one of those games 10 p.m west coast um you know, it's, it's going to be rough. It definitely is. But uh, Tobias out and Joel. So the young guys, the young cats are going to have to step up again. And in terms of Joel and B, just a quick update from Doc Rivers. He says that Joel has been working out at the, at the practice facility in Camden. Quote, he passed one of the tests. I think he has another big one today. And then after that, we have to decide what we want to do. But the fact that he's working out again is huge. Now, you know, Joel was able to come back, I believe, after 10 days if he, you know, gets two negative tests. But I, I think this has been taking a toll on his health. So I'm praying for Joel. I hope he is okay because every other player, even Tobias, who had it bad, was able to come back after 10 days. Joel remains out still after two weeks. So let's hope that he is okay just as a, as a human. You know, I hope he is all right and able to come back. We definitely need him. We definitely need him. But anyway, getting into Tobias Harris. So... There's been this huge split. Obviously, we didn't get to talk about the game the other night. Another disappointing loss against the Portland Trailblazers. Dame finally got going. We were on the road in Portland, and we fell. We we got, you know, we, we brought it back close in the last couple minutes, but ultimately fell. And Tobias Harris had three straight possessions down the stretch where I believe he had um, a contested three-pointer. That was just a terrible shot that he missed. He had a block to layup. He had a turnover. And although Tobias Harris had 28 points, I believe, against the Blazers the other night, you know, people are really starting to talk about, is he efficient within this team? And, you know, he's been back for five games now. In those five games, the Sixers are one and four. And you could make the argument that when he was out, you know, even with Joel out, these guys, Tyree, Shake, George Niang, they were all uh, just playing together more. There there was a lot more free-flowing offense going on with the Sixers, and the ball just seemed to be moving a little bit better, as at least in terms of what I am seeing. But we're going to talk about this from both sides. You know, this is just my opinion. Of course, I would love to hear your thoughts down below in the comments section. But, you know, I think that the Sixers, I think it's safe to say, in some part, the Sixers have a Tobias Harris issue. But I don't think... It is the same issue that you may be thinking of in terms of my perspective. Now, here's what I mean, right? First off, let's take a step back. Tobias Harris has always gotten a bad rep since he joined the Sixers, and he always will. Why? Because he is overpaid. We can come out and admit that. We all know it to be true. 
Shout out to Tobias and I believe his father is his agent. Shout out to them for, you know, securing the bag, you know, and advancing his career. He's worked hard over his career. I'm not going to take that away from him. But Elton Brand, we know, should have never gave him that max contract. This is the same guy who went and let Jimmy Butler walk while paying Al Horford $109 million. Tobias should have never gotten that contract. And because he is paid like a max player, a lot of people expect him to live up to that. But the fact of the matter is that he never will be a max player. And I think me personally, you know, I'm seeing people talk about trade Tobias Harris, this and that. I think the reason I haven't really griped on him as much is because I know what he is. You have to lower your expectation and come to a realization to see what Tobias Harris is. And if you've watched my content enough, you know what I refer to him as the 20 to 22 point per game type of guy. He is not a second option. He is a great, great third option, but he is not a second option. And when you rely on him and when you have a, a diva sitting at home, another max contract slot who shouldn't be a max contract player, and you don't even have that type of production, well, this year we're looking at Tobias Harris and kind of expecting more when in reality we shouldn't because that's not who he is. He is literally a 20 to 22 point per game type of guy. That's all I expect from him, and that's why I don't get mad. However, over the last select games, you know, he had 28 against the Blazers. He had 32, I think it was against the Utah Jazz. Um, no, sorry, the Pacers, and we lost that game as well. Um, Tobias Harris, he's putting up the numbers right now. You know, he'll give you six, seven, eight rebounds a night. He'll do his thing, but is he being efficient enough? No, I don't think so, and... I'm not even going to put it on Tobias Harris. I think this is a Doc Rivers issue. Here is what I mean. Tobias Harris, like I said, is not a second option. So when Joel Embiid is out for a handful of games, now is not the time to go and focus the offense around Tobias Harris. In fact, since Tobias came back, it seems like Seth Curry's numbers have dipped. It seems like some of these bench players' numbers have dipped. Why? Because I'm seeing too much congestion. I'm seeing too much Tobias Harris catch it in the low block and everybody else being stagnant, everybody else just sitting around instead of keeping up that kind of chemistry we had going during the handful of games when we didn't have Tobias Harris, when the ball was just moving around. And part of that is Tobias, right? I feel like he tends to hold on to the ball a little bit too much when he's out on the perimeter. You know, the best of Tobias Harris when he operates, right, is when he catches the ball one to two dribbles and puts it up. That mid-range, that is his bread and butter. That is what he's known for. But when you completely make him the primary factor of this offense other teams see it and it's way too predictable and Tobias just isn't that skilled of a player he's more of a structured sound compact type of player who's just going to do the simple things and put up 20 to 22 a game right now during this stretch Tyrese Maxey it continues to elevate he continues to just drop jaws the other night um, you know, just, just the way he was performing, especially down late in the game, gritty and one, stepping into big threes, hitting big shots. You probably saw my video. I said this guy's on his way to be a superstar, and I truly believe that. He should have gotten all the touches in the fourth quarter the other night. Why? Because he was the hot hand, and that's what I have an issue with, and it's mostly on Doc Rivers. You have to feed the hot hand. It doesn't matter. On any given night, you have to give the touches to who's on fire. And right now, that has been Tyrese Maxey. In fact, to put that into context over this last stretch and just throughout this season, Tyrese Maxey is one of six players averaging 18 points a game, four assists per game, and shooting 60% from the field in terms of true shooting percentage when you take into account efficiency. Maxey, 
in the last nine games, 22-4-5 on 54% from the field, 47% from deep, and 90% from the line. That's absolutely ludicrous for a guy his age. And right now, we, we need to get back to that. Even though Joel's not in, we need to let Tyrese take over this offense and run it. I'm not saying Tobias shouldn't touch the ball at all. What I'm saying is you can't go down the floor every time and just center everything around Tobias Harris. He can get going in an offense. That's why when he's a third option, when you have other players around, other stars, Tobias can perform well. That's why last year, and even this year, he's averaging 20.6 points a game. But he's shooting 35% from deep as opposed to 39% last year. And he averaged 19.5 points last year. But take into account this. Now, 2-5 isn't even here. 2-5's not here. You got Tyrese Maxey balling. Honestly, coming into the season, you would expect a guy like Tobias to average 24-25 a game. But again, he's not that player. Tobias is not a star. He's a great third option, and we need to stop treating him, especially with Joe out, with Joel out, like Tobias is supposed to be the man in this offense. He's not. Keep the ball moving. Get Tyrese involved. Keep giving that kid touches because he is on his way right now. Let Seth Curry get going as well. You can't let this guy go cold and just not give him the ball at all. You know what I mean? George Niang, Shake Milton, Furkan. These guys got to get going. And, and partly it's on them, but the offense has just been way too catered around one man when he's not that type of player. And that's how I truly feel about it. Let Tyrese go and just let him ride it out. You know what I mean? Give the kid 25 touches. That's why I said the other night... Um, when I talked about him being a superstar, I think if he was on his own team, Tyrese right now would probably be averaging 30 points a game. That's how good he has been. Use the use both of them as a dual threat, right? Go back and forth. You, you can't always come down and let Tobias, you know, play four out and one in with Tobias Harris. It's just not going to work. We need to lower our expectations. Tobias, we should not trade him. Why? Because if we trade Tobias right now, we're still in this, this mess, this chaotic, state in terms of 2-5 and what are we going to get back from him if we trade Tobias what message does that send to your fans what does that send to Joel Embiid that is just thinking that is just way too reactionary right now I understand the guy's overpaid he's not worth what he's being paid but if we get one more piece this team really does have the talent right now to go and be a lethal threat in the Eastern Conference so we need to take a chill pill and relax and we just need to change up our scheme a little bit and that is on Doc Rivers and I think this team will be okay once we get this whole 2-5 mess done. Um, and I think, especially when Joel comes back, Tobias, the burn is not going to be on him as much. But who knows, Doc, you got to get this straightened out. But I don't think it's time for the trade Tobias takes. No, I, I think he's putting up the numbers, but we got to be more efficient in terms of a team, not as an individual. Those are just all my thoughts. I would love to hear yours down below in the situation. Definitely an interesting topic. You know, I'm sure some people may disagree. So give me all your thoughts down below. Appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and like always, I will catch you on the next one. Let's go get a dub tonight. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.